Hello, Z Nitasitho. Hello, my name is Z, and you're listening to Imposter Syndrome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for listening. For first time listeners, I'm Z Macabre. I write books, I make art, and obviously, I podcast. I've been writing since I was a kid, but most importantly, I'm self taught in all the things that I do. Take that as you will. Being self-taught for me means that it comes with a lot of imposter syndrome, hence the title of the podcast. I'd like to note that imposter syndrome isn't something you get when you suck at something. It's what happens when you doubt your own abilities. So I made a podcast to talk about ways not to focus on what we might not be good at and instead work on allowing ourselves to feel good about the things we do. And it takes work and it's not easy, which is why this podcast is not one singular episode. Also, I like to start and end each episode with a phrase in Shawnee. So the first phrase is just, hello, my name is Z. And then the final phrase is thank you. And then until I see you all again, because you would never say goodbye in Shawnee. It's considered very rude. Before we get started, don't forget to follow me on Spotify if you're not already so that you can get the latest episodes in your feed. Likewise, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. I post the podcast episodes there every week as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts. But I also make other content for you to enjoy, so check that out. If you like this podcast and want to get it before anyone else, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Z underscore author. If you're a patron, you get early access to most of the things that I write and put out into the world, exclusive photos and early access to chapters and book things as well. You can also check out my website and get links to my books, my t-shirts, and more, zmacabre.com. I'll post all those links in the description as well so you don't have to fumble around trying to remember what they are, write everything down. Let's get this episode started. You're listening to Imposter Syndrome with your host, Z McCobb. So y'all may know I was vlogging for the month of April, and that was really hard. If I'm honest, it was not super easy, mostly because it was very time consuming. And I feel like I didn't get as much writing done as I wanted to because of the vlogs, which I, for some reason, thought it would be the other way around. I thought concentrating so much on writing would get me in that headspace to the point that I'd just be writing constantly. Joke's on me. It just made me stress out about the vlog. I did write a lot. I wrote almost 17,000 words for the entire month of April, but I feel like that's sort of average at best for me, which is not to diminish or shit on the work that I did get done. That's not at all what I mean to do. More what I'm saying is that I didn't add anything and I just really wanted it to. However, I'm glad I did it, just not for the reasons I thought I was going to be glad that I did it. Y'all know, and I've talked about being afraid of failure, but something that I hate to admit is that I get really scared of being bullied online, which feels so embarrassing because I'm almost 40, so being nervous about a thing you sort of associate with kids feels really silly. But it doesn't just happen to kids. 
And especially since the anonymity of the internet, it gives people a really inflated sense of entitlement to shit on other people. But please understand that is not the point of this. More so, I'm saying that being nervous about being bullied or people saying mean shit to you isn't just for kids anymore. <laughs> I mean, it never was, right? But the more you put yourself out there, the more people are interested in knocking you down a peg. And I've talked about it and talked about it, and I probably still will talk about it. But mostly what's confusing for me is wanting to spend your time bothering with things you don't enjoy, right? Like I cannot imagine feeling productive or good or anything like that after trolling someone's stream or commenting rude things on a post someone made who I don't know or care about. You know, it seems like a waste of my time, which I hold dear to myself. And that's the part where I'm like, do you hate yourself so much that you don't care that you're wasting your own time like that? It just doesn't register for me as a thing I could even fathom spending time doing or wanting to spend time doing. Like that would be a punishment for me. No, thank you. But that fear has held me back for so long and I've been working insanely hard to get myself out of that sort of need to shield myself from danger, keep myself safe, you know, quote unquote safe, right? Because what's the danger? Someone being mean? Okay, yes, people being mean can sometimes be devastating to a sensitive little baby like me. And I'm not just saying that self-deprecatingly. I mean, I am, but I'm also not. Like, I'm a very sensitive person. That's just how I am, and that's fine. But you know what I mean? Like, there's always danger. There's always a possibility of being disliked or ignored, but I cannot let myself live there. I can't let myself stay in that fearful mindset because I will not move and I will be stagnant. And what will ever come from anything I do if I'm so afraid that I end up doing nothing? Please understand also that in no way am I like being a crunchy granola hippie stating like you have to have a happy mindset for good things to happen. Like sometimes bad shit happens, you know, sometimes people are fucking mean. Sometimes you typo the shit out of a TikTok and don't realize until a week later. <laughs> like I'm not saying that if negative things are happening that your negative mindset is making them happen. Like ugh. I hate that sort of positivity culture bullshit where it's like you can't even mention your own trauma or fears because you're being negative and it's bullshit, right? To ignore those fears, to ignore your own trepidation is not healthy. It is not beneficial. You have to face them. You have to feel them. Negativity, negative emotions are unfortunately imperative to living, to life, to survival and to healing. The point is not to live in those spaces because just like ignoring those fears, those negative feelings isn't healthy, neither is marinating in them. You can't fester in them and expect beautiful things to grow. Compost is important to a garden. You need a little bit of rot, a little bit of shit and stink to make your garden really grow. But if you just dumped that out and didn't spread it out, didn't dole it out in sections, little bits at a time, you'd just have a stinky, rotten pile of old grossness that you'd eventually have to deal with, right? And the thing is, once you took care of that pile of shit or compost, you might have a fucking huge ass watermelon growing, the biggest zucchini you've ever seen in your damn life. But you will have no idea if you just keep that pile. And if that pile stays there and you never clear it, those fruits will just end up rotting and going to waste. So that's what I mean about not staying negative. You can't pile on the bad thoughts over and over and stay in that space and then 
think, wow, I'm doing so good. You can't see the sky when you're digging a hole in the ground. You can't see the fucking stars if you're digging your own grave, you know? It's just, it isn't going to happen. But, but, but don't let that stop you, right? The point of not festering in that isn't to say like, okay, you have to fix it all right now or that you have a failure. And I talk about this a lot, right? Giving yourself grace. You have to fucking give yourself goddamn grace. It is so hard. It is so fucking hard because when you're in the hole, when you're digging that grave, when your compost heap is overflowing, you don't know how anything is ever going to stop feeling scary. And the point is not to bullshit yourself, right? You can't just be like, I'm so happy all the time. You know, good things are coming my way. I can tell because I'm a good person. Because sometimes it gets darker before it gets brighter. The point I'm making is that it might feel unmanageable, but that doesn't mean it's your fault and that you should give up. It means the hole you dug, you just need to fill it up, which will take a while and you'll see where that hole used to be. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be flawless, but we're not trying for those things. We're just trying to have a garden. And you know what a garden is? Like the definition of a garden. It is, here's the dictionary definition, a small piece of ground used to grow vegetables, fruit, herbs, or flowers. Notice how it doesn't say which things to grow, right? It doesn't say you have to grow all these things or you don't have a real garden. It doesn't say how small or big the piece of land has to be. It doesn't say what types of flowers or herbs or fruit or vegetables you have to grow. It's just for you to decide. So you know what else that means? That means when you only grow flowers and only your favorite flowers and someone walks by and says, wow, no fruit? That's so stupid. Why would you have a garden with no fruit? That's so embarrassing. Like what? Oh my God, no vegetables or herbs? How do you make soup, idiot, dumbass? Or you're just growing herbs and someone's like, what? This just looks like weeds. Why bother having a garden? This is so ugly. I'd be embarrassed if my garden looked like this. Don't show anyone this garden. It's so ugly and stupid. These things make zero sense. Now, you might be like, okay, great. What does that have to do with negativity, with people being mean online? What's this got to do with posting about art, putting yourself out there? I'm so glad you asked. You're the fucking garden, bro. You're the fucking garden. And whatever you have, whatever you put out there, it's yours. It's your fucking garden. You get to pick, you get to choose. And the point is that not everyone wants an herb garden. Not everyone likes flowers. Not everyone wants fucking zucchini soup or whatever. Not everyone wants a berry garden. And all of that is fine. But it doesn't keep people from telling you how to grow your own fucking garden. How big it should be. How pretty it isn't. How stupid you are for posting about it before it's bigger, before there are any blooms. Who cares? And this is where you start to get scared. This is where you start to break yourself down and get on your own case. This is where you start to say, everyone is right. I suck and I shouldn't be doing this. Everyone's right. I'm not any good. Everyone's right. My garden is embarrassing. And just to bring it back to my vlogs, because this is all about me, a few of them I honestly don't even know if anyone watched. I did this every single fucking day for 30 fucking days. And a lot of people didn't give two shits about what I was doing. And about halfway through, I thought, oh my God, I'm an idiot. Why would this be something anyone wants to watch? Oh my God, what am I thinking? This is so cringe. What the fuck is wrong with me? I kept going because I was so embarrassed that I was too embarrassed to stop because I was like, I've locked myself in. I can't back out now. And I was just like, oh fuck, I'm an idiot. And then I started looking at people I admire online. And a lot of the people I like get hate comments. Isn't that weird? People talk shit 
make bad assumptions are rude to these people with insane followings who I think are super fucking cool. And please don't think I'm over here tooting my own horn, but some people think I'm cool, which is so, I don't understand it. I don't know why. And I don't feel like anything I do exudes any sort of confidence. I feel like I'm just goofy and weird and that's about it. But I'm just saying, you do not know how hard a person had to fight to get seen, but that fight isn't always external. Sometimes that fight is only on the inside. And the people I think are amazing, the people I think are so funny and beautiful and kind and who bless my feet on any platform I'm on, those people get hate. Those people are told the meanest shit. Those people get doxxed and shit on and trolled and people are so mean to them. Some people are just mean and it doesn't matter who's there or what someone is doing. If you're in front of them, if they can see you, that's enough fuel for their hatred. And I'm not going to spout off something like, those people are just lonely or like, those people hate themselves more than anyone, blah, blah. Like I said earlier, the most time I can dedicate to analyzing that behavior is having zero grasp of wasting my own time trying to be mean or just festering like that. I cannot imagine that being fun or interesting, but I'm not really here to pathologize and I don't really want to pathologize people like that or tell you how these people really are or whatever or call them a narcissist or some armchair psychology bullshit like that. All I'm gonna say is that some people are mean and trying to understand why you, why me, isn't going to make them less mean. And you don't want someone like that being on your team anyway. You don't want someone that is filled and fueled by hateful, mean-spirited bullshit in your corner anyway. I mean, maybe you do. I don't fucking know what you're into, but I don't. I don't want anyone like that to feel good about being mean in a space where I am. And this is where I come back to my vlogs. It got me used to just putting myself out there, just doing it, regardless of how people responded. And it got me used to hearing myself, seeing myself, and most importantly, having fun and being honest with myself and with people about who I am. I wasn't faking it for the camera, putting on a performance. Essentially, my vlogs were just a small daily podcast set to sped up footage of me living my life, making coffee, writing, podcasting, going for walks. And so while I had that moment of, why am I doing this? No one cares or needs this or is benefiting from this. It made me stop and think about why I think that. And after the fact, having time to reflect on it, I'm not actually disappointed in the results. I'm not regretful that I did it. I don't feel like I wasted my time because if nothing else at all, it's a starting point, right? If nothing else, I've just proved that I can hammer out content every day. And I think being authentic, being yourself, it takes getting used to, not just for me, but for other people to see in me. And one of the hardest things for me is not performing, not acting, not pretending. And I don't always know how to do that. And part of becoming your most authentic self, and I'm really kind of annoyed that it feels to me like I'm using buzzwords, and I really hope it doesn't sound like I'm trying to sell this podcast like it's fucking snake oil or something, but authenticity is often not accepted because you're different. And I, I hate so much when people try and say that no one is special or that the world is so small in the infinite universe, so thinking you have anything to offer is pointless. I frankly think that mindset is busted and shitty and is not conducive to building community and making the world better. And it certainly isn't helpful in making art and making people want to engage with your art. Because I think if you don't put value on yourself and you think no person is special, so no one deserves special treatment, that can quickly turn into you don't deserve anything if I don't have it too. You don't deserve this more than me. And that's a really slippery slope. 
Because when you start doling out who deserves something based on what little you may know of them, you then run the risk of becoming that person that logs on just to make sure that anyone happy knows how undeserving they actually are. And it doesn't mean that every single human needs your special love and care and you have to memorize every snowflake that falls because they're all special. I mean it to be that people are all unique. No two people have the same fingerprints or taste in music or clothing. Everyone is unique. People are unique, even when they don't want to be. I guess all of that is an aside, but that's fine. I was thinking today how people have said ugly things to me, horrible things, done really awful things to me, made me feel like abuse was my own fault, made me hate myself. And one day I realized that if someone makes you feel like shit about everything you do, how hard you try, how much effort you put in, how little effort you put in, what you like, what you talk about, what you listen to, who you talk about, how you talk, how you talk about the things you like. If the people around you can't find anything to love about you, then there's not much there to fight for or work for. And I do think that some people are mean so that they can wear you down. I don't know why. I think sometimes it can be because they don't think you'd love them otherwise. They think if you love yourself too much, then there's no need for them in your life. If you're not insecure, then who would you choose to love you over them? There's a lot of fucking horrible reasons why people want you to feel bad. I also learned that when people make you feel bad, you start to avoid them. And when you find people that make you feel good, you spend more time with them. And this is where it becomes a battle, an internal battle. You have to fight to love parts of yourself and to accept yourself. And when you do, it feels a little bit better. But I got to thinking about how when people are mean, when people say you suck, it doesn't feel good by any means. But you know who I don't like the most? The person saying it. It makes me not trust them, not want them around. If someone is berating me, I won't listen. I won't sit there and take it. I'll walk away, block them, whatever. Because there's a difference between being called in or called out and someone just being cruel. And so I thought, what am I afraid of here? What fear is holding me back from putting myself out there? What fear is there? Fear that someone who I don't want around might say a mean thing? Fear that someone I don't trust might tell me they don't like me. Someone who I can't even see might tell me to get a job. These things can paralyze you with fear. But when you stop and think about who's saying this, why should I care? And when people are mean, you cut them off. You block them. And I don't mean when someone says something you don't 100% agree with or they hurt your feelings when they call you out or misunderstand something you said or whatever. Like there's a time and a place, obviously. With the new world and how much we rely on the internet, there's a lot about it that's scary. Putting a book out and talking about it on social media is not always fun because people can be and will be and are mean. But those people are my people and my people are out there. And the only way to get to them, the only way to put my work out there, to trust myself, is to be as authentic as I can. And so I have to put fear aside and let myself be. But remember, please, that this isn't meant to be like, see, it's that easy. I'm almost 40, okay? I'm turning 38 in a couple weeks. And while I look fucking amazing for my age, or just in general, whatever, I'm still fighting those negative thoughts. So it takes time. It's not an on-off switch or some shit. You don't just decide not to have feelings about something. I mean, I can't do that. If you can do that, I don't know, maybe make an appointment with someone. <laughs> My biggest thing that I have to work on sometimes is trying to understand. I want to understand and sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you really, really have to not try to understand something because 
everyone is different. And the way your brain works isn't going to be the way everyone's brain works. So fighting with yourself to be the best is pointless. Trying to do everything the right way is silly because the right way is subjective. So being your authentic self is just being the most you that you can be. And to be clear, when I say authentic self, I'm meaning it as being honest, not putting on a facade, not pretending you're someone just to get people to like you, not writing things that you think people want versus what you're good at or what you love writing or sticking to art that you don't like but other people do. Being authentic means you are being you and that's sometimes really hard to do especially if you've had a really traumatic life, if you've experienced a lot of loss, if you're neurodivergent or all of the above. And it doesn't mean don't protect yourself. It just means people need time to get to know the real you so don't let fear keep you from being you. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, in a world that doesn't make space for you, kindness, self-love, and taking up space is a radical fucking act. Niawe. Sala nuki kenalepua. Thanks for listening. That's all for this episode of Imposter Syndrome. Stay tuned for more easy listening hits from your favorite artist. <laughs>